Good morning and welcome to today's podcast. I'm here with my son in the car present. It's currently snowing. Cool was healing a second ago. Yeah. It's an interesting uh weather. So anyways it's not interesting, it's Washington weather. Uh okay. <laughs> so for me it's interesting because I had no idea it was gonna snow today. Didn't seem that cold yesterday. But anyways, um, let's see. Originally, I had planned on talking today about um, how judgment is poison. I thought it would be an interesting thing to get your take on this, Aiden. Do you know what I mean by judgment is poison? Well, more than that, yeah, it's a judgment period. So, um, for example, a lot of people are worried about doing something because their big fears are what other people are going to think, including their parents and people they care about and stuff like that. And so it's the fear of the judgment that keeps them from doing what they're supposed to or what they could do. And then um, on top of that, because of judgments in the past, you have insecurities, and the insecurities cause a lot of this negative judgment of other people because it's a way for people to deflect what, you know, judgments about themselves. They're more likely to sit there and think about judging other people rather than looking inside and trying to make evaluatory sort of statements and ideas. What do you think? I totally agree with that. The thing is, whenever you use the word judgment, think of like judgment as in like a judge uh, in a court meeting. Ah. That's almost throwing me out because that's like the duck judgment that sort of really matters because... You don't care what I think? But I'm saying it is. Even that's poison. So me sitting here judging you and saying, oh, you're not doing anything with your life. I, that's, right? I'm saying I'm agreeing with you, but... No, I'm was, saying hypothetically. I don't actually believe that, but... I guess what I was... That's what I... Not what I meant when I said I agree. I agree with you. I agree that that type of judgment pretty much is a poison. Okay. So what kind of judgment were you thinking of that's not poison? Because it sounds like that's what you're trying to get at. That there's some judgment that's not poison. I guess it's not called judgment. It's called final verdict. Well, no, you're right. You're right. Hold on. I think I know what you're talking about here. So... You're talking about there's something that's happened and somebody's got to pass judgment. Um, that has to do with the rule of law, yes. But, like, for example, my job, part of my job is to pass judgment on my employee, on the employees that I'm over. Like, for example, when I'm doing um, their reviews on their performances. I don't work in a in a system like yours where... 
there's specific metrics that can give me an indication on how effective you are. As a teacher, there are some, but not that many, and they're easily refuted because there's a certain amount of art involved in teaching. And so I have to sit there and make a judgment call on whether or not somebody is a good teacher. Now, I have criteria and I have stuff like that. But I think that's what you're trying to get at, is there's certain times when you have to make those judgments that it makes sense. Am I right? Yeah, that's why I would say, like, instead of, like, judgment being poison, poison it could be a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Or it can hurt yourself a lot of time, and it can hurt others, but actually that analogy is one way for what I'm trying to say. Basically... Some judgment or the fear of judgment makes people friendly doing bad stuff. But that same, at the same time, on the other half, it also can be preventative of people doing good or following the dreams. Yeah. So. Because another piece to this whole idea is that uh, how, who the hell are you to make judgments? Right. You don't you don't know the that person. You don't you're not in their head. You don't know what they're thinking or anything like that. You you only see your perception of them, and that's a very small sliver. That's the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, of who they are. Right. So. Yeah. Same's true for people that I'm over. They know themselves better than I know them. But I'm still required by my job to pass judgment on them. And there's many times where there's people that pass judgment on other people that, in those situations that are wrong. I guess the best way to describe it is judgment is like alcohol. Okay. Because technically alcohol is a poison. It's just... In small doses it can be good, but not. (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with the analogy, okay? No, I'm laughing because it's actually it's not it's not a bad analogy. Is it? I know, I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I'm just imagining a drunk person <laughs> and you can't really say that a little bit of alcohol's good, you know, it relaxes you sure, but no. it's still poison. <laughs> but you're right, because of that that, that kinda does fit. <laughs> it totally kinda fits. Because, because the small judgments like um from, like, um, overstepping boundaries that, like, you shouldn't cross, for example, like, judge, a lot of judgment, there's been over, over judgment of the president nowadays, but, like, previous presidents, there's been judgment that, like, prevented them from making certain decisions. Again, like, I don't know why I went to president, though. Just, yeah, I don't know either, because you almost sounded like you were sympathetic. I don't 
sell this politics that much. So I don't even know who to be sympathetic to or who's like. Oh, dude, are you a closet Republican? No. I'm just kidding. What's it would have been. I would have loved you anyways, mm-hmm. even if you were. Just so you know. I am statistically nothing to you. I don't pay attention enough to politics, which I should now. Yeah. But, Especially now that you can vote. Yeah. Which reminds me, we didn't see a a, a ballot for you come in the mail at February elections. Did you not register? You're supposed to register? Yeah, you're supposed to register. Oh. I think that's funny. You got called to... That's weird. You got called to jury duty duty before you could vote? That doesn't make any sense. Well, that's the thing. The jury duty was happening after I would be able to be voted, but I received it. When I was 17. I know, I know. I remember. The actual, actual time of date for the jury duty was after my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it's <was> so weird. <laughs> but anyways, you understand what I mean by judgment, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so... You're talking about the negative aspects of judgment. Mm-hmm. Well, what are the positives? Well, I'm not saying, like... Everything about judgment can be, like, negative, make people feel negatively about that, but um, it's the effect that you should think about. Like, for example, if um, you have a judgment of someone's drug addiction, that could have a positive effect of making them rethink about what they're doing. Yeah, but my experience with human nature is somebody else's judgment doesn't always translate into self-reflection. Does that make sense? Well, but it can. I um, see what you're I saying. Mean, it so can. Some of your judgments have made me be self-reflective of what I was doing, like at schoolwork when I was doing schoolwork. Yeah. In my mentality, I didn't think it uh, fully mattered, but. Now, now I sort of consider it, it does matter, and I'm going to have to. I'm thinking, I'm still thinking about how schooling is a bit more important than I thought it was. I'm just going blind. Mm-hmm. Well, there is something that I have refrained from saying for a long time, which is something that I've, I, I learned in college myself, because it. For a long time in college, I felt like every class I was taking was just a hoop I was jumping through. I didn't really need to learn the stuff I was learning in there long term, right? And that's the viewpoint I had. But then I flipped it on its head and realized, yeah, but I've never heard somebody complain about learning too much. You know, that's not an impediment. Knowing too many things is not an impediment. In actuality, the more you learn, the more stuff that you learn that might not even be directly aligned with the job that you're currently seeking, but it might might be very useful in another way for a job that you might end up with. Does that make sense? So, like, for example, when you were going through high school and you were taking writing courses, stuff like that, I didn't even need that mm-hmm. engineering, but 
but the way that we approached it all was same thing with the art stuff too. It's like it's not like what you were looking for. Like at the time, we thought you wanted to be an engineer. Um, my feeling was you develop the talents you have, regardless of what you want to do, right? And so I was sort of kind of projecting onto you what I'd learned without telling you. So now you know. And for that reason, I think college is worth it. It always will be worth it because it's an opportunity to learn these new kinds of things. Do I think it's necessary for all jobs? No, but what if there's a job out there you want? But because you didn't go to college, you can't have it. That's what I'm trying to get at. If I go to college, am I going to have to rethink what job I'm going to go to? No. See, the thing about college is you got two years to declare your major, to decide what it is that you want to be, what you want to go to college to become. And then after those two years, you have to declare something. Like on paper? Yeah, you just go into your counselor and say, I want to major in this. And then that's when you complete your major. But going to community college to get a transfer degree, you're just basically taking care of all your general university requirements so that you can go take the courses that would be within your major. So there's two different schools of thought of what you could do. You can go just knock out all your general university requirements. Those are general requirements every single student going to university has to fulfill. Okay? You knock all those out in two years, and then you spend the next two years doing just stuff that's in the program that you want to go through. Um, well, let me finish. There's another the other way to do it. I just want to get this out so then you know. The other way of doing it is you know what you want to do when you go in and you mix in your general requirements along with the classes that are in your major. And that way you, it's like you got a little taste of the stuff that you really want to do while you're learning all the other stuff that you have to learn to be able to get a degree, period. So back to what you were saying, I misunderstood what now? I was talking about like a job I wanted in the future. I was talking about the job that had current source of income. Oh, okay. If I was going to college, I might have to change that account for hours I need to study for the test. Not possibly, but a lot of community colleges especially are very flexible. They have courses that are in the morning. They have courses that are in the evening. And sometimes you have to plan your, you have to plan your education accordingly. And what's different between you and me, when I went to college, I had to follow a rule around financial aid because that, that was the only way I could pay for my college. My, my parents didn't have enough money to be able to pay for the college. Is Because we were poor, we were poor enough, I got financial aid. There's a requirement. I have to go a minimum amount of time. You know, like I have to go full time in order for me to get X amount of money. 
And so I had, I felt obligated, like I had to go full-time the whole time. I didn't have a choice. But then I also worked, which kind of gave me bad grades because, you know, I wasn't as focused on school as I should have been. Does that make sense? And so finding that balance is a lot easier when you're in your situation where I'm paying for your schooling because you could just take one or two classes at a time. There is no rush. It's not like you have to blow through school as fast as you possibly can. I'd rather you take your time and do really well in the courses that you do take than feel like you have to, like, bang them all out. And so that's when working, like, working at the job you're currently working at, you're done these days at 5.30, and then the thought of doing school on top of that probably doesn't sound appealing to you. Yes. So switching to a different job where you're you're not full time, you're not like four ten hour days, for example, is what you're referring to. And hey, you can look for another job and find another job that's like that. Now that you have a job under your belt, you can make that happen. You just gotta find it. But it all boils down to what is it that you want. Is it an actual question or was that rhetorical? Both. That if it it could be either. Because if it was a question, I might have to think what I wanted to do. I know what my end goal is. I'm just trying to get steps to get there. Uh-huh. The minor goals. I should set for myself to climb up to that final goal. And remember, remember what I said. I haven't heard of people wishing they hadn't learned something. I've only heard people wish they had learned something. Right? But it's also a great opportunity to learn what it is that you like. Most colleges are really good social setting. It can be. That's where I met your mom. I mean, I'm not suggesting you go to college so you can look for somebody to marry, but it is a good place to find somebody. But if we are doing this, you got to make sure that whatever classes you're taking, you're doing really well in them. I mean, it's okay to struggle because that's how you know you're learning, but at the same time, 
what I'm talking about is you can't just blow them off like you did your senior year. Right? I'm not trying to bring up the past, but I have it has to be said. Because otherwise I'm paying for course I'd be paying for courses. And maybe that's what we change. I don't know. Do you have enough money where you can actually go a quarter? I mean, you have a lot of freedom because once you make a certain amount, and shoot, you can quit your job and still pay rent. Right? If you have enough saved up. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, because, you know, you went and bought your phone and watch. And you did the smart thing and put the money into your money into a CD. This money you're not supposed to touch, right? Now you don't even know what your bank account's at. Well, I know the process that notices you back in the phone and the watch. Yep. Because that was the time where my card was still going. Yeah. My account was closed. Your account's closed? Well, that's what they said, right? Or the no, the card doesn't work. You can still get into your bank account. I know I can get into the bank account. But, anyways. Sorry, back to what we were talking about. I keep forgetting we're on a podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how we got to, to college from judgment, but, yeah. Just know that no matter what, the end goal is happiness. Whatever it is that you decide to do. And what what the narrative has always been is that college opens more doors they're not going to college. But my feeling is, is you can always go to college. I mean, until you start a family, then things get a little bit tighter. You can still make it happen. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it gets, get, it gets more difficult the further in life you get. So, Anyways, that's today's podcast. Thank you for listening. I enjoyed learning together, and I'll talk to you all tomorrow.